0: Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me. As we dive into this brand new episode. Hey there ladies, welcome back to Being Eve. So today I have a very timely episode for you all. It's a podcast collaboration with my amazing podcast sisters, Tori Slaughter of Our Given Purpose, Lisa C. Gantz of Purpose Without Apology, and Stephanie Bright of Christian Girls Pop. This episode is so timely because it ties into so well last week's series, Buried Treasure. So, ladies, without further ado, let's jump right into it.
1: Hello, this is Tori of Our Given Purpose, the podcast. Do it anyway. What is the meaning of it? Well, according to Google, it is something easily identified it also refers to a fact or situation previously mentioned, known, or happening. As I sat talking to my life coach and mentor, yes, I have one, y'all, she asked me what was the it I was forcing myself to accomplish. That was my homework, to identify my earlier actions that led me to question what I was doing now. How did it all fit into my purpose? Okay, but I had a deeper problem, one that reveals itself when I've taken on too many projects, that it is overwhelming. Add to that a conversation with three amazing women of God and I was shaken to my core. I had to admit I was not okay. The way I was stressed about my daily tasks, the deadlines and entertaining conversations that left me depleted of energy, woo, I spiraled. Being an entrepreneur is rewarding and exhilarating, even in the midst of uncertainty as to where this is all going. But I am grateful to God for him giving me such an incredible family, a husband who supports and encourages and pushes me to do my best, and of course, our sons who are carving out their own entrepreneurial paths. My problem is I don't know when to stop. I am horrible at listening to my body, especially when it tells me I need to rest. I take my work everywhere. I am reachable 24-7, and while I love every moment of what I do, that schedule is draining physically, emotionally, and mentally. So what happens? Well, in the past, I would spaz out and not do anything but watch Alfred Hitchcock movies. Don't judge me. That led to being behind on projects and the exhaustive cycle would start all over again as I tried to catch up. So the conversation with my mentor coupled with an amazing prayer field meeting with my sisters in Christ stopped what could have been another cycle of I can't do the it I was called to do, which is to listen. I needed to listen and be heard. That is exactly what I received. I cried cried prayed and thank God for the opportunity to release my burdens in a safe space. I do my best work when I'm listening. I can do all things through Christ when I listen. I listen to my heartbeat. I listen to my breathing. I listen to the birds chirping and I listen for the quiet way God brings me into connection and alignment with his purpose. I can do it while listening. I pray you will welcome the presence of our Lord into your heart, into your space. Do everything as though he can hear you. Why? Well, because he can. He hears our cries and laughter, our complaints and gratitude. He hears the hate and the love. God hears our lies and our truth. It took me a long time to stop lying to myself. The added grief and sorrow destroyed relationships because I had not listened or submitted myself to God's truth. But when I did, when God picked me up and I heard him forgive me as I cried out laying on the floor prostrate before him, that was when I knew I could keep pressing forward. I stand as a witness that if you will simply be still and be quiet, you will hear the Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit and it will be a sweet peace that will comfort you in the midst of your storm. He is an ever-present help. Listen. And don't be afraid. Listen to God. Do that anyway. The women you are about to hear agreed to share their testimonies. At times we struggle, and it is in those moments that one or more of us demonstrates why God is who he is, and they become the light in the darkness of our storms. My purpose is to bring people together, creating synergy that sparks a greater effect than the sum of our individual talents. A very dear sister in Christ gave me the title Administrative Listener. It is incredible the wisdom we can clarify when we help someone else organize their thoughts in preparation to serve God. I pray as you listen to Stephanie Bright of Christian Girls Pop, Lisa C. Gant of Purpose Without Apology, and Casey Alexis of Being Eve, that you listen, and through our stories you find the commonalities that link us within the body of Christ.
0: Hey there, my name is Casey Alexis and I am the podcast host of Being Eve and the author of the amazing revelatory book, Being Eve in Adam's World. As I had the opportunity to meditate on the title of this collaboration, Do It Anyway, I was reminded of all the men and women of God in the 66 books of the Bible that did just that. They did it anyway. From Genesis onto Revelation, God has always selected men and women whose hearts were postured and committed to doing it anyway. Whether it was Noah building the ark but being laughed at by his neighbors. Joseph waiting in jail with his dream. Moses being sent to Pharaoh with a speech impairment. Joshua leading the people into the promised land without Moses. Deborah encouraging Barak. Ruth losing her husband, but committing to follow Naomi. Esther going before the king with the possibility of facing death, Elijah feeling depressed and alone and having to go against Jezebel, the three Hebrew boys facing the fire or bowing down to Nebuchadnezzar's statue, Daniel being thrown in the lion's den or committing to staying in prayer, Mary being engaged to Joseph but saying yes to carrying the Messiah, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane before he faced the cross. The apostles in the early church enduring persecution while they were getting the message out of Christ. And the list goes on and on and on. All of these men and women, despite their humanity, they did it anyway. Were they without fear? How were they able to do it? Well, there's one common denominator, their ability to do it anyway, and that is their relationship with God. Your ability to do it anyway is tied to you coming to the full knowledge and understanding of who you are, whose you are, and what you were created to accomplish. Doing it anyway is understanding that although your flesh shakes, your voice may tremble, Life may send you on a tailspin. Your identity is anchored in Christ and your obedience is better than sacrifice. Doing it anyway is walking in obedience even when you don't feel like it. Even when you don't know what's next. Even when you don't understand. Doing it anyway is putting your full trust in God not leaning on your own understanding, but acknowledging him in all of your ways and allowing him to direct your path. Doing it anyway is reading God's word, accepting it as his unadulterated truth and applying it to your life daily. Doing it anyway is using those words as a sword to tear down the stronghold of fear and doubt in your life, declaring that God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind, as written in 2 Timothy 1 7. Doing it anyway is declaring that He's given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm you, as written. In Luke 10:19. Doing it anyway is believing that his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, as written in 2 Peter 1, verse 3. Ladies and gentlemen, understand this, not Doing it anyway is a sin, as stated in James chapter 4, verse 17. It is being disobedient to the will of God for your life. Imagine God creating you to be an eagle and to soar, but instead you choose to live like a chicken and stay in a coop. Not doing it anyway keeps you bound, It keeps you from living the plan that God has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Not doing it anyway holds your deliverance and the deliverance of all those attached to you. Not doing it anyway is worship to Satan. You may be saying to yourself, well, Casey, that's extreme. But guys, this is a documented truth. Satan's fall took place because of disobedience. And that disobedience led to rebellion. It is the same for us. When we choose to not do what God has called us to do, we are walking in disobedience. And if we continue to walk in disobedience long enough, we will rebel from our true purpose and calling and what he's called for us to do. Satan enjoys watching us walk away from that call. He enjoys us focusing on the things that we aren't supposed to be doing rather than the things that God has called us to do very much like how he did Adam and Eve in the beginning. He had them focus on the wrong tree and the wrong fruit rather than focusing on the tree of life and what that fruit would produce in the life of Adam and Eve. Not doing it anyway led them to death and it can lead to death for us as well. Death to our purpose, death to what he's called for us to do. So I encourage you today, those of you who are listening to the sound of my voice, to do it anyway. Do it because his perfect love casts out all fear. Do it anyway because if you say you love him, you will obey his commands. Do it anyway because he first loved you. He loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So ladies and gents, do it anyway.
1: Lisa C. Gant, of Purpose Without Apology.
2: But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. Do it anyway. Do it in weakness. When I was a little girl, I was bullied relentlessly by different kids at my school. They probably came after me for many different reasons. I was smart and I wore these thick glasses. I was painfully shy. I was the only black child in my class almost every year all throughout elementary school. Um, But I think what the main reason I was a constant target for bullies was because it was so easy to make me cry. As I got older, uh, that sensitivity only got more intense. And instead of ridiculing me, people would shame me instead. They told me that I needed to be stronger, that I had nothing to cry about. They would remind me all the, of, about all of the things that were good in my life and, and say that I was spoiled and ungrateful because things could be so much worse. Before long, I found myself deep in a pit of depression And by my teens and and definitely in my early 20s, I was struggling with thoughts of suicide. I was weak. That was what everyone told me. And that was what I believed. So why did it matter whether I lived or died? But I am so glad that my heavenly father doesn't see me the way the world does. See, in the kingdom of God, The greatest person has to become a lowly servant. You have to lose your life in order to save it. And only by giving God your weakness can you fully appreciate his perfect strength. I love how Paul tells us that we need to boast all the more gladly about our weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on us. I am faced with that reminder every day of my life. So over the years, God has given me the victory over depression and low self-esteem. But it's still hard. Even to this day, I am very much aware of how weak I am without him and how fully and completely I need to rely on his strength every minute of every hour of every day. Whenever I do anything for the Lord, whether it's writing a book or starting a business, leading my family, or even just getting out of bed in the morning, I do it in weakness. I do it relying on him. And I do it knowing that when I am weak, then I am strong. And so are you.
3: Hello, my name is Stephanie Bright, and I am the founder of Christian Girls Pop. Today, I want to challenge you to do it misunderstood. We'll be looking at Genesis chapter 12, which talks about the story of Abram obeying God. And this passage has been so near and dear to my heart and my own personal season that I'm walking through, and I would love for it to encourage you as it has encouraged me. So let's take a look. Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse one, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Verse 4, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Verse 5, And Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. So what did we just read? We see here that Abram received instruction from the Lord and then he obeyed. And so my challenge to you is to do it misunderstood. And the reason that I'm challenging you to that word specifically is because of the underlying things that were happening as Abram was being obedient to God. We can see here in verse five that Abram did not just go by himself to walk in obedience. He had other people with him. He had Sarai, his wife, he had Lot, his brother's son, and then he had all these people from his previous land. So he had like a whole clique, a whole posse that went with him. So now if we go back to verse one, we see that God gave Abram instruction, but he did not have all the steps. And so I contemplated naming this podcast, do it without all the steps. But then the misunderstood just kept sticking out to me. And we're just going to go ahead and talk about both. So you see here in verse one that God gave Abram instruction, but he did not let him know where he was going. He only had step one and a promise. Step one was to leave. The promise was that he would be blessed and that the Lord was going to make a great nation out of him and that he would be a blessing to others and that those that blessed him would be blessed and those that cursed him would be cursed. That's what he had. Did he know where he was going? Did he know where he was supposed to end up? No, because the Lord just simply said, go to the land that I will show you. So now let's think about it from the posse perspective. We look at Abram's life and we're like, wow, look at that obedience. That's awesome. But let's take time to flip the coin and talk about the other side of things. His posse, he has a bunch of people that are going with him. How do you explain to a bunch of people that you're going on a trip, but you don't know where you're going to end up? How do you tell everyone else that you are obeying God and that you're following God, but you don't have the final step? You don't know what is going to happen after you step out in obedience. How do you explain that to others? Verse 4 simply says that Abram went as the Lord had told him. He had enough faith to believe that as he stepped out and did what God was calling him to do, that other steps would fall into place and that he would see the reason why he was called out of his comfort zone. He would see where he was supposed to go. And most importantly, he would see a God that was faithful through every single step. Let's turn it on you. Let's talk about your life. What has God called you to do that you don't have all the steps laid out for? What has God instructed you to do? But he's only given you step one and a promise. What will your response be? Will you wait until you have all the steps? Or will you choose to have enough faith to believe that what God is calling you to will be good because he is good? Will you have enough faith to believe that as you step out in faith that God will provide and show you what's next and give you the next instruction and guide you as you go along this path? Will you have enough faith to take step one? You will have to do it misunderstood. Because here's the thing. Even if Abram had all the instruction, all the group of people that were with him may still have not understood the calling and instruction that Abram had received. And do you know why? Because God didn't tell them. He told Abram. And the same goes for you. God didn't tell everyone else what he told you. God did not give instructions to everyone else like he gave to you that assignment was for you that calling is for you that purpose is for you no one else will be able to do it just quite like you can and so here's the thing I actually I didn't come up with this myself I saw this on social media somewhere someone said everyone won't understand the calling on your life it wasn't a conference call and that's so true right? Everybody else wasn't at the meeting. When God told you what he wanted you to do, no one else was around. And because of that, no one else will understand. And that does not mean that you don't have to step out on faith. Not everyone will understand. Not everyone will get it. You'll show up at Thanksgiving and you'll tell everyone about what the Lord is doing in your life. And there's going to be someone who has something to say and who doesn't agree and who feels some type of way about what you're doing. And they'll let you know. Does that mean that you don't go and do what God has called you to do? No. It means that even more, you trust God despite what others are saying. People are going to say that you are not hearing from God. People are going to say that it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't have to. If God said it, we believe it. If God has spoken over your life, we believe it. If God has instructed you to do it, we believe it and we obey it. We're going to have to do it misunderstood. Everyone won't always agree. You may be walking this thing alone sometimes. Everyone may not understand. People will have questions. People will have doubts. You may have doubts, but you have to have enough faith to believe that the God who spoke the world into existence has also spoken to you and placed a specific assignment on your life. You're going to have to do it misunderstood, and that's okay. God knows why he asked you to do a certain thing. God knows why he asked you to move across the country. God knows why he asked you to leave that job. God knows why he's telling you to break up with that person. God knows why he has place these gifts and talents inside of you. God knows why he has you at a certain position. God knows why, because he's alpha and omega. We are not, but he is. He knows our beginning from our end and all the pieces in between. So we can trust him with our life. So my challenge for you today, do it misunderstood.
0: Hey, ladies, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after this message. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes, where you will find all the info to keep in contact with Being Eve and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last, but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic
1: you.